2: The story. I was advised by my doctor to take antidepressants tablet, and but that didn't help anyway. I was in a very desperate, very difficult time, and at one point, uh, my wife left me behind.
0: G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. An international one for you today is Shelley Skoen chats with Prem Sabedi, the recently retired director of International Nepal Fellowship in Nepal, otherwise known as INF. Prem will share the story behind INF and how they work to help people in Nepal in a variety of ways. Also, Prem will tell us about how God came into his life after going through a very dark period himself. Once again, our guest today is Prem Sabeti from International Nepal Fellowship.
1: Prem, tell us about the work of INF. What do you guys actually do there in Nepal? Actually, INF
2: is, a, is an organisation working in Nepal since 1952. And we primarily do our work in clinical areas, especially in the area of disability, uh, medical rehabilitation in our hospital and clinics and as well as rehabilitating them back into their own communities what we call community-based rehabilitation. And another side of our work is community work, working in the poor uh, in a remote areas, uh, helping them to come out of the poverty because Nepal is one of the most poorest um, poorest country in the world.
1: Great. So, when you say that you're helping people come out of poverty, what does that look like? What do you do? Uh,
2: There, we our member staff from INF they go to villages and they live there with the communities, and then uh, they uh, identify themselves with the local communities and listen them carefully what they are saying and what they are experiencing in the field, uh, in the communities, and then identifying their problems. And also identifying local resources, how can we address those problems? Mm-hmm. Uh, in that way, they live there as incarnational lives there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's our work is not just to go there and implement the prescribed uh, projects there. It is. Uh, instead, it is that uh, the people come together, discuss about their problems, and then are sorting out the problems.
1: What kind of problems are they struggling with?
2: Uh, they are the being a uh, poorest area and also geographically isolated areas. Uh, problems can be drinking water or education or health facilities or um, a preservation or conservation of local forest and being... Uh, living in that area um, which are very vulnerable for landslides and uh, floods, those sort of problems they are facing with. And there and also another very important aspect of our work is to bring hope mm-hmm. in the communities. In the most uh, cases, uh, they are with that fatalistic viewpoint, old view, uh, we are not worth we are poor, we were born poor, and uh, it is our destiny, it is our karma, and we need to live like this. And then in that situation, their identity is marred. And then they they, they think themselves as worthless. But our uh, staff members, though, when they are with the communities, they say, okay, it, you are also created in the image of God, mm-hmm. and you are worthy people and this uh, poverty is not God ordained thing it is man-made thing it is uh, beatable it is changeable So we're trying to bring that hope and the transformation transforming news there mm-hmm. uh, through that work they share about uh, all these needs and they help they, they are there to work with them actually and not just for them. They just work with them, with the
1: communities. We see that example set by Jesus in the Bible, where very regularly he was meeting people's physical needs mm-hmm. and then meeting their spiritual yes. needs, and that's exactly what you guys are doing.
2: Yeah, it's it's a kind of uh, it's not 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 always that fifty fifty. Fifty percent spiritual need or fifty percent oh. physical needs. And it, can, it can go either way, yeah. and sometimes we also start okay, just uh, reviving your identity. Uh, which is marred by this um, poverty and disempowering process. Mm. And also, and then people start to question us, why do you do what you do? Mm. What is the motivation behind your work? And there, that's the point where our staff, they share their faith. We are here because of God's love. Because He loves us and God has created us in His image. And we are equal. It's not that you are there somewhere and we are here to support you. We are working together, mm-hmm. and we are here to help you. And th- through that work, uh, many people come to ah, uh, they understand because uh, Nepal is predominantly Hindu country, and their uh, Hindu worldview is very different, uh, where there are notions of caste low caste high caste even untouchables there and the people from that background they say oh we are worthless but they are encouraged That's say they were created in god's image and god loves them equally unconditionally and there that's where they, they they see that spiritual impact of our work and many uh, people come to faith with that kind of incarnational work in the community in some areas where there were no christians at all no churches at all and through our work many people have come to faith and they have started church
1: it's exciting stuff i know one town that you guys went into in 2001 and there were very few christians there Tell us about your work there and the impact that that's had over the years.
2: Actually, in two thousand and one, we uh, INF went to serve people in Mugu district. There, there were no Christians, no church at all. <sighs> and and in the beginning our work was focused on uh, addressing the physical needs of the people because it is a very isolated area and you can uh, it is very difficult from here to imagine how difficult it to get there it is eight days walk by then now it's it's now different or uh, there were some uh, charter flights not even the regular airport Uh, that's how I entered in 2001 when there were no Christians, no churches. But uh, after our work there, and there were another, there was another organization, uh, our kind of partner, sister organizations, uh, United Mission to Nepal. They were also working over there. And with that work, now there are in that uh, district, in the district centers or headquarters, there are seven churches, and there are number of fellowships in other villages and remote places there.
1: Wow. What an amazing impact you're seeing uh, of just sharing the love of Christ and then God does the rest. He He sees the increase. Prem, I understand you yourself, though, have quite a testimony of how God came and revealed himself to you. How did you come to uh, be a born-again Christian?
2: Yeah, it's a very interesting journey here. Very, uh, It's God's story, actually. I was born and brought up in a Hindu, high caste Brahmin family. Uh, during my childhood, I attended uh, religious ceremonies uh, and also attended uh, religious functions and celebration in our home. And then later, I started some questions about religion and God and all this existence of God, sort of things. And later, I attended science uh, college there I had different understanding, I was taught differently. It's about evolution, Uh, it's not about creation. It's about evolution and I started to doubt some questions about uh, creation as well. Uh, Yeah, uh, evolution was right. That was my understanding in the beginning. And uh, later after uh, finishing my education and in 1998 I went to the UK for higher studies uh and i enrolled for a master's degree there and i was met by a british friend there and there he used to come to our place and sharing about nepal and sharing about british culture language english language and all these things also asking about questions about nepal nepali people he had that kind of passion for nepal and nepali people so he used to come to that uh, that way but uh, I was not uh, open about uh, God and goddess things because uh, uh, there, my primary purpose was to study and come back to Nepal to make life my life better. And yes, I was uh, uh, joined by my wife in the UK, and initially life was going well. You know. But later when I finished my master's and enrolled for a PhD and then uh, some problems started to uh, appear appear, and there uh, that friend used to visit us regularly and sometimes having Nepali Dalbat and talking about uh, Nepali culture and again there also he, he talked about uh, God. And in my heart I was saying I'm not here to learn more about God because in Nepal, um, people worship so many gods and goddesses. And in my uh, heart, I was saying, oh, I have just just got rid of all these gods and goddesses. Why should I learn about another god in this foreign land? Uh, if there was God, I would have already worshipped all these gods and goddesses. There are um, different stories about that. But... Uh, that was my understanding, but he, he started to share about his faith uh, and he, he talked about in the meantime, I was also experiencing uh, going through very difficult times there, challenging time, um, uh, physically, like I was di- diagnosed as diabetic and financial pressure, social pressure and we had a very difficult time, uh, we means my, myself and my wife, uh, it was very difficult. And at one point, uh, uh, I, uh, I, <clears throat> yes, I developed a depression and I started questions about the meaning of life there.
0: You're listening to The Story. Today, Shelley Scohan is chatting with Prem Sabedi, the recently retired director of International Nepal Fellowship in Nepal, otherwise known as INF. Prem's been sharing about the story behind INF and also about his own personal journey to faith in Christ. We'll hear more of Prem's story when we return. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is The Story. We're back with more of Shelley Scowen chatting with Prem Sabedi, the recently retired director of International Nepal Fellowship in Nepal, otherwise known as INF. Before the break, Prem began to tell his own personal story and shared about a dark time in his life when he was going through depression. Now we'll hear what happened next in his life.
2: I was advised by my doctor to take antidepressants tablet and in the meantime I also uh, tried to take alcohol to uh, relieve from my depression, mm. depression. And but that didn't help uh, anyway mm. and then uh, our relationship, I'm a husband and wife and my relation to my young boys was also not going well. I was in a very desperate, very difficult time and at one point uh, my wife left me behind with uh, she uh, went with the two boys and she uh, she has got her side of the story about her faith and she was also supported by friends there and shared about the love of god and i was also uh, Supported in that way, but in that time, I had uh, tried many different ways and counseling services, alcoholic anonymous, and friends and family doctor, but nothing was working in my life. And the same friend visited uh, that one evening, and we talked about uh, the situation there, and finally said, oh, "Do you need help?" Because I was going through a very tough time. Yes, I needed help, and I asked. Uh, who is there to help? Because I have tried all the resources available and nothing is working in my life. And who is there to help me? And he said, There is one who is uh, interested, who is capable and who loves you. And I just, Who is that? Jesus, he said. And I had uh, known about Jesus from the Bible. I had uh, read the Bible as a book a uh, long time ago. Even I was uh, in Nepal, uh, Nepal. And then, Uh, he said about uh, I had some doubts about it oh he was too meek too humble he couldn't defend himself or he couldn't uh, help himself then uh, how can he help me but he also that friend also said it's about your faith if you believe and open your heart and let him work into your life and then I, I just paused there And later he asked whether he could pray for me and I said yes and he prayed and later he encouraged me to pray uh, from my own mouth and I prayed and my prayer were very conditional God if you are there if you are here if you are interested if 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 uh, there and then I prayed I need your help if you are ready to help me and I prayed and we finished our prayers and then my friend just uh, left And I really, that night, I really felt different. I really felt different, I I, First time I experienced the joy in God, in Christ. And I was restored. I was healed. And I didn't have to take any antidepressant tablets. And I didn't have to touch any drops of alcohol since then. And I was healed. And I uh, and that's not only just I was healed. My relationship with my wife mm. restored. We were reconciled. Wow. And we got back to, together. And then, uh, because we couldn't uh, keep that joy within ourselves. We wanted to share that joy with others. We wanted. And then we started a house fellowship there. Two of us. And two of uh, the, uh, that friend and another friend and a small house fell asleep. But then we started to share uh, about good news with the people in there in Reading. We were based in Reading in the UK and then more people joined in and they found faith in God. Yeah. And then we got to uh, a Bible college at All Nations Christian College in Harpursia for a one year study. Both of us did that, and finally we really felt called by God to uh, to come back to Nepal and serve Him there. And in 2009, I came back to Nepal to serve with INF mm-hmm. to serve God here, back in Nepal as yeah. missionary, Nepali coming back from that. And it's, it's uh, when I when I reflect back on Nepali uh, Hindu boy going to England and receiving the Lord there and coming back and working now. It's good to be back and working among Nepali people, serving in their spiritual and physical needs.
1: Mm. I'm sure you understand them better than any outsider can as well. You grew up there, you're one of them, you know what it's like, you understand the things that they're going through. But how wonderful that God's given you all these other experiences as well to bring you to himself.
2: Yes, it is, it is wonderful to come back and uh, I don't have to go through the, all the language and yes. cultural learnings. I, I know yeah. that and I know where does it hurt, yes. where, is, where the pain is and how mm-hmm. to uh, work. And that's uh, it's really good to be with INF as well with that all history. Mm-hmm. When I, see, when I first uh, joined INF and I, I started to visit INF clinics and there I saw this life transforming stories through our clinical work uh, because uh, INF has started its work to support uh, leprosy patients because that was the time it was very stigmatized. It is still a stigmatized condition and there I am supporting those people and many of them coming to Christ through that service. Even today. Many people with disabilities, even with this earthquake, many people uh, who have become disabled. and We we reached them and they are now with us. And we treated them and also shared the good news.
1: That's wonderful.
2: Many of them have come to Christ through that work, through that clinical work, whether it is uh, HIV and AIDS or nutrition work or uh, leprosy and TB or other work. Uh, mainly, we are focusing more on disability and leprosy. And we have hospitals and clinics. And from there, people get opportunity to know about Jesus mm.
1: uh,
2: through our work and through our living, actually. This is the personal testimony of our member staff who are there to uh, share with, with all those patients who come to our clinics and hospitals. Mm.
1: They see the love of Christ yes. in you. Yeah, in action. It, yeah, in action. That's right. Well, it's a great work that you're doing there. If people want to know more, they can go to inf.org. That is short for International Nepal Fellowship. Uh, so inf.org you can find out more you can make donations you can get in touch with the Australian office as well there inf.org thanks Prem for just bringing us up to date with what's going on in Nepal Uh, thank you thank you for this opportunity
2: to share about my personal journey as well as my work with uh, INF in
1: Nepal thanks Prem
0: That was Shelley Scowen chatting with Prem Sabedi, the recently retired director of International Nepal Fellowship in Nepal, otherwise known as INF. To learn more about International Nepal Fellowship, their website is inf.org. That's inf.org. It's always interesting to hear how God is moving in other countries and how God is bringing hope and transformation to other cultures. As we heard, God is having an impact on people's lives through the ministry of INF and also we heard how on a personal level God turned Prem's life around after he'd gone through a very dark period himself. So, whether it is overseas in poor countries like Nepal or here at home in our extremely blessed country of Australia God is the Lord of all and is changing people's lives all over the world. As the Bible says Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. For you, Lord are the most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. Well, thanks for joining us for Prem sharing his story and the story behind International Nepal Fellowship. Until next time, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story.
1: I didn't understand it. Evan wasn't diagnosed until he hit 15 um, when he was four. I was told he had Asperger's tendencies, but back then there was no guidebook. You were probably made to feel like more an inept parent than you were shown how to parent a child with autism.
0: Sandra Gurney will share her journey to faith in Jesus and about some of the challenges she faces having three children with autism spectrum disorder. That and more is coming up next time.